Well, hello, and however you're listening to this episode of On Grace, we're really glad you're here. My name is Jason Brown, and in the 90s, I experienced uh, what everybody, I think, experiences, a rap and R&B phase, and uh, am still there. And so I'm really blessed and proud to sit across the table from uh, the Puff Daddy and Notorious (laughs) B.I.G., Of Broadway United Methodist Church. <laughs> mm-hmm. So put your rollies in the sky. All right, Snoop Dogg, what you got for us today? That's 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 Death Row Records now. You're, okay. you're getting into East Coast, West Coast. Oh, sorry, I'd see I, that the '90s just passed me by. I'm Wendell, and before I pass it on to Wayne, um, this does hook up with what we talked about last week. And Wayne is going to make the connection. But I'm going to throw him a curveball, so let's see what he does with it. So I've got this person that keeps texting me. I don't know how many times they've texted me. And they're pretty much pissed at God because he doesn't do away with all pain on the planet. And the latest text was, anybody who has the ability to stop suffering with people or animals and doesn't do it is a jerk. So basically, God is a jerk, and now Wayne has to handle that one. Well, I've been thinking about this for about 10,000 years. Okay. <laughs> uh, and Jason said something about this at the end of our last uh, podcast, that we have this idea that that love always expresses itself uh, in using its power to control the circumstances of others. And so if it has the power to relieve pain— Love will always do that. Um, but I think in, especially when we think in terms of of a life that is more than circumstances and we think of grace as this connection and this presence, this willingness to be present to people and to connect to them, to be vulnerable to them, then love uh, may use its power to change circumstances, but but probably more often it uses its power to make connection. Mm-hmm. to be present with people. And that's what we see God doing, that he uses this power that, that you talked about the other night in creation. He uses yeah. that power to become weak, uh, to, be, to become vulnerable to us uh, as an expression of his love. And at the end of his life, uh, he suffers and he dies as an expression of that love. He doesn't fix our circumstances. He doesn't heal people with cancer, everybody who's sick. He doesn't give us world peace. He doesn't feed all the hungry, but he uses that power to connect to us in a powerful way, I think. And so love is to say that it always uses its power to fix things is probably more a result uh, or an expression of our culture that loves pleasure than it is of a, a, a real depth of life kind of thing the uh, in the connection i think which is cool is that he he connected almost always by going down got down on the floor and washed feet went put his back to the beam and let himself be nailed to it he, he it's it's always a downward type mobility instead of right. an upward right so his expressions of love were were ne- he could have bought people off here. Show, yeah. I'll show you how much I love you. Here's 
a bunch right. of this or a bunch of that. He fed them, which is what they well, wanted. Did, yeah, he did yeah. that. Yeah, he, they wanted to be fed every day after he fed them once. Well, right, right, right. He refused to do that. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's his expressions of love, I think, are telling in that. Yeah. Um. He, the, the teachings of Jesus was unless a grain of wheat dies and falls to the ground, it won't. You know, the first will be last, the right. greatest will be, and 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 yet, and so he said, and 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 I'm going to be the first one to do that. I'm going right. to step up in line yeah. and be the first to die. Right. I'll be the first to be last. I'll be the yeah. least. Right. And that's the way yeah. I want to express my love to you. Right. Greatness or power is best expressed in servanthood, in submission, and in vulnerability, not in control. That's kind of what he, I think what he's saying, that, that downward mobility that is so uh, counter to what we generally think of the use of power. Isn't it interesting in the Old Testament, all the pictures we get of, of nations who worship Baal and, and, and uh, idols and all, they, their whole thing was we want a God who controls the weather. And, yeah. the, and you know, right. we want a God who controls the wombs of our goats and sheep. So they always have, right. you know, twins and triplets. Yeah. And, we, you know, we want a God who controls all this stuff. Yeah. And God kept hanging out with the Israelites like, I just kind of want to be with you. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and they and <clears throat> they didn't get it. Right. And and then he he becomes flesh and dwells with us. That's how much he wants to be with us. JB, words of wisdom. That's a long text back to your friend. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening to this podcast, my friend, you know who you are. I love you dearly. Go ahead. (laughs) 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 uh, I I think that there is, and you mentioned this the other day, uh, Wendell, that this idea of, of pleasure being the greatest good that you know we all want to be happy and that seems to make sense on the surface and you know who's going to argue with that but when you talk about a life that is worth living a life that has meaning and fulfillment to it that is whole then you can't really measure it by whether you're happy uh in the sense of all your circumstances yeah And, and that's not to belittle pain uh or to make light of those who suffer, uh, but it's all. But it's to uh, affirm the power of God's willingness to connect with us. I think. Wayne, I don't want to put you on the spot, but you have more experience. I think um, interacting with folks who are in the midst of suffering, in the midst of pain, whether those folks are the ones who are uh, approaching death or the, their family members. Mm-hmm. So. Have you seen folks, um, or have you encountered folks whose perspective has changed on who God is, or how God exercises power or love, uh, having been through that experience? Um, I have seen a lot of people who change their perspective on what they expect out of life. Does that make sense? That they come in hoping, you know, they've been praying and hoping for a cure, and for their circumstances to change. And when they come to hospice, which is where my experience is, they have kind of not necessarily, well, they have given up on that hope, but they have exchanged it. Uh, as the process goes through, 
they exchange it for the hope of a, of a good life, of good days and good moments, good conversations rather than uh, quantity. And so they, uh, I think they do um, experience and their perception of what makes a good life becomes different. And, and so they expect different things from God uh, because most people are kind of fixed in what, how they define who God is maybe, uh, and that's a hard thing to change. But their expectations of what God will do and what it will look like does change. I think that, they, that how God and, – and that may be a good way of putting it. Uh, like you said, that how God expresses his love, they experience a grace and a peace in those moments that they didn't expect. Uh, when the circumstances are bad. And, and that was kind of almost relentless to see that, that people would discover that. Isn't, isn't it interesting that pain, which is the devil and the evil of all things, you know, stay away from it, yeah. it's terrible. That's what actually leads them into the new revelation right. of who God is yeah. and how, you know. Right. And yeah. it, it really is, and, and I think the same holds true about me is is I don't really know who I am until I'm put under pressure, until yeah. I'm in pain and I'm hurting, and then I wake up and I think, all right, now who am I today? It's not all peachy and mm-hmm. sunny. Right. Who am I today? Pain pain really reveals, like what you were talking about, pain reveals who God is. They never would have seen that. Pain also reveals who I am in ways that I would never know. If, I j- right. if life was just always happy and, yeah. I and think, good. I think we talk about the problem of pain. What if pain is not a problem? Maybe it's part of the the myriad experiences of life, the variety and, and the fullness and the wholeness of life. If, if we didn't label it as bad, right. uh, but we just accepted that this is part of what it means to be human and to be in this experience of of life uh and so it you know because the universe isn't picking on anybody everybody hurts everybody has right. has troubles it's not that we did something terrible or or we deserve it necessarily uh it's just life it's just you know life is hard so yeah yeah there's a sense of uh, as, as a as a parent and as a spouse there's a sense of if i'm a good parent I will keep my child from experiencing pain or I will keep my child from suffering. If I'm a good spouse, I will keep my spouse from suffering or mm-hmm. I will <laughs> not inflict suffering <laughs> upon, <laughs> upon her. Not intentionally. Uh, not anyway, intentionally. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. So yeah. I guess I'm curious as to how, how much that, if, if that is a healthy view and how much that, how much we have um, seen God through the same lens. If God yeah. loves me, he will keep me from suffering. He will keep me from pain. And if he doesn't, if I experience suffering and if I experience pain, then either he's not really there or right. he's not a, or, or he doesn't love me. Or right. he doesn't yeah. love me. What about this? I don't know anything about this, but this is just my impression. Uh, when we talk about other, I guess, older cultures and they had rituals where they came into adulthood those were generally pretty painful weren't they parents would intentionally put their children through these painful difficult experiences 
um, because that's what life is like. Yeah. Partly, yeah. partly as a test, but I think more than that, as a as a, a lesson or a reminder that you know uh, this opportunity to accept that this is what life is about. It. This is getting into a whole other thing, but I think it's really related. We look at the opioid crisis in our culture today, and and you think, how did we get to this? Part of it is because we, as a culture, as a whole, we view pain as a very evil thing. Yeah, Suffering is of the devil. It's terrible. To be avoided. To avoided it. I mean, drive-by funeral homes now. You yeah. don't even go in and sign the book. You can't. You don't want somebody to see you cry, so you just drive by and look right. in the window and sign the don't, little. Yeah, you don't want to share somebody's pain. No, you no. Want to just brush by it. Yeah. yeah. And 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 we're becoming such a thin culture in that we're completely missing a huge part of life. Yeah. We're robbing ourselves of of the richness of pain. Right. Yeah. But there's a richness there. There's a there's discovery, there's exploration, there's expression, there's connection, there's right. yeah, so much. Right. And I guess we kind of, I don't know, this is connected, I think. Um, in Revelation it talks about there will be no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more tears. Uh, but I think there has to be some sense of struggle as we continue to grow and to, you know, I don't think it's a static place where we just get there and you stay the same forever. Right. And most growth requires some sense of tension, at least, or struggle or stretching. Uh, that is part of becoming. So it's less accurate to say that grace is love is taking pain away and more accurate to say that grace is presence Mm-hmm. In right. the midst of struggle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. connection, a willingness to walk with people through the valley, to be present. Well, it, and I think really, if this may not make sense, but it really does make sense. It's it's being present with your. <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing at me. No, no, this doesn't make sense, in, but it really does in, make sense in Wendell's world. Yeah, in Wendell's world, it makes sense that that this involves connecting with yourself. Ver- people, why do people drink? Why do people drug? Why do people porn? Why do they do this stuff? They don't want to connect with the pain inside themselves. Right. And and I know we need each other to walk through the valley, but you need to walk with yourself through the valley. Yeah, that's good. What's yeah. here in this valley for me, and yeah. what do I need to see right. about reality, about God, about myself? Yeah. What do I need to see here? Yeah. What are the the possibilities that I can discover yeah. in this experience. And, and, and we do that in community, no doubt. But sometimes it's just me, myself, and I. Yeah. We've, I've got to do the grunt work of thinking this through, sweating it through. Right. And you would never, ever discover what you discover unless you take the time to, to, right. to push into that. To connect to it and be present in it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for being a part of this episode of On Grace. My name is Jason Brown. I've been hanging out with Wendell Van Valen and Wayne Hunter. The three of us work together at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky. You can find out more about Broadway at broadwayunited.org.